BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Here's what's trending on the Big Party Morning Show on channel 941. Uh, the office company Brother, you know, they do office products. They decided to put together um, a map of which cities and states have the most annoying coworkers. They base this on searching through people's tweets, like over 1.3 million tweets from different cities in the U.S. and even in the U.K. to determine how people were talking about their coworkers. Which is its own psychographic, by the way. <laughs> right. People who talk crap about coworkers on public. on Twitter. On Twitter. Yeah, that's its own, like, I mean, deep, you're you're in the dark arts now. Like, people a, who have, like, Reddit threads. The early days of Facebook, I had a friend of mine who she was a manager. And oh, she would go check on her team, and then she would go back to her office and see one of her team members constantly on <laughs> Facebook. And she went over to her desk and was like, uh, Stacy, like, you got to get off Facebook and get me those TPS reports. Went back to her office, and her, and her gal wrote, I hate it when my bitch boss. Oh, my God. Comes over to my yeah cubicle. Put it on Facebook. She was like, oh, what, 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 now what do, do you do? That? I know. <laughs> so these so are people going on Twitter going, I hate my office. Yeah. Like, oh, my God. I just want to. Um, so they say that uh, Alaska is one of the key states where coworkers had the highest proportion of negative sentiment. <laughs> Alaska. Like, apparently, whatever is happening in Alaska, people are tweeting about it. Like, I hate Gary. He is the worst. <laughs> yeah, 43%. Um, it won. Vermont had some of the least. I guess everybody's kind of kind of happy in Vermont. What about but where we live? We're at 30%. All right. We're better than we're better than all of our neighbors. We're better than um South Dakota, which is thirty one percent, Iowa's thirty three, Missouri thirty two, Kansas thirty two. What does the thirty two mean? Um thirty two percent of people uh complaining. So Online. like based on yeah, that shows that thirty two percent of the Twitter posts are like, I hate my life. Um Wyoming came in second as residents of Wyoming as um finding their their coworkers being the worst, followed by Louisiana. I think it would be way, way down with, you know, everybody works at home. Yeah, probably, unless they're just complaining in general that they have to work from home or have to go in. Yeah. Uh, as far as U.S. cities, uh -huh. Omaha's doing pretty well. Only 29% of the, the tweets were negative. Um, Mesa, Arizona, and Detroit, Michigan as well as Tulsa, Oklahoma, were like the three top cities where people were complaining the most about their coworkers. So maybe you could rename this the whiniest <laughs> yeah, there you go. worker states. I mean, I don't, maybe you should flip it. Like the problem isn't the coworker. It's the, you're the problem. You're the problem, exactly. If you go on Twitter and you complain about your coworkers, are your coworkers bad or is it you? I, th I would say you Wouldn't are the bad person. say 100% of that would be anyone who tweets? About I would coworkers just, is the problem. Yeah, I just it depends remember on what you're when the social media came out like that, and that was such a common thing, you know, just like the example that you threw out. Um, 
But yeah, I don't. People that complain like that on social media are different humans. It is kind of funny yeah, though. I, I do belong to, um, I guess it's a Facebook group, mm-hmm. and it's uh, called like Chicago Service Industry, and it's all basically people who are I like can waiters and bartenders. Nothing but complaints. Oh my god, it's amazing! It's so funny. Like it is just, it's just magic. It's just nothing but like. Let me tell you what happened tonight when I was closing or like, you know, like, I mean, service industry people have some of the best stories on account of the fact that like they're on the front lines and it's so interesting how people will go out and dine and they're completely normal human beings. But the minute the server comes up, they morph into <laughs> to somebody else. And so that one is really good. Like it, it is, and it's the good, the bad and the ugly. Like it's good stories. Like, Oh my God, I had the sweetest table, like whatever. And then there's also stories where, it's just complaining. And, oh yeah, I mean, and people are piling on and sharing, and it, that one, that one's a lot, a lot of fun to follow. But that's waiter versus customer, not yes. waiter versus waiter. Right. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, if there's any other complaining, it's usually waiter versus um, kitchen. Where are my fries? Yeah. Exactly. The whole. And you everyone know. in the kitchen is like, "Your fries were up, Lisa, <laughs> and you were smoking." And then you came back here and you think you're hot. So you think you get Steve's fries and you don't. That's good your fries are dead that. and they're in the trash. So if you yes. want to put in another order, we'll put your fries in. But that's on you. And that's when Lisa's like, oh, my God, why are you guys being like this? It <laughs> <laughs> sounds like an exciting gig. Oh, and it's so funny. Then there's always the one line cook that you're like, come on. I'm like, okay. <laughs> yeah, well, you're like, I'll blow you in the parking lot. <laughs> Never going to happen, but man, that's what dreams are made of, right? So I'm guessing that's the idea behind those uh, swinging doors. You got to, uh, I don't know, uh, try to um, butter up the cook. Oh, it's always, can. I mean, I can't tell you, like, I always had a good relationship with um, the kitchen because I would work back there sometimes. Yeah. So I was the rare thing where it was like I could go front of the house, back of the house. And that was the thing, like, people would be like, come on. Chef Mark hates me. Like, please go ask for this. Because they will. They'll just say no just because they just don't like you. And they can, and they're and it's their own little fiefdom, and they can do whatever they want. Mm-hmm. Like, no, no, you're, I'm not going to remake the that. Too bad. When you have a table right outside those uh, swinging doors. <laughs> yeah. They, <laughs> they can, can hear. Did you ever get seated by that? No, I don't think I ever have. Um, I've been seated by the restroom. hate your face. Like, if you walk by... <laughs> Six empty tables and they stick you by the kitchen. That is literally the middle finger to you. I they gotta remember you. that. Okay. <laughs> or the they, bathroom. Why? I've been by the bathroom, so they hated my face. Every for time sure. those doors open, your table hears Bam! all the ugly stuff going on in the kitchen. Clang, ah. ching, chang. Yeah. Okay. So it might not even be you. You're just walking out with your plate and there's a waiter yelling at a cook. Oh and then they God, come out. It's not a good look. And you no. have to come out and be like, hey, everything's fine. And they can hear that nothing is fine. <laughs> and their their entrees are late. <laughs> oh, and I wonder why. All right, I got to remember that. We had an open oh. kitchen at one of the restaurants I worked at. And that oh. was the thing, like, when any, because people would have to walk through to go to the bathroom. And we'd always have to go, guest online. And that was basically like, hey. <laughs> Stop whatever you're doing. Stop whatever fighting or yelling or cursing or spitting that you're about to do. Guest online. Hi. Oh, right. The bathroom right this way. Yes, of course. No, everything's fine. Everything's cool. And then the minute they'd get into the bathroom, you'd be like, mother of pearl. Then it'd be back to whatever action. Uh, Hawaii state officials are preparing for the possibility that the lava 
from the Mauna Loa uh, eruption could cross a major road and start becoming a little bit of a problem for surrounding communities. The eruption is not posing a threat to community to communities nearby. Um, this is the first eruption of the world's largest volcano in more than 40 years. And so some of the um, footage that's coming out of it just at Pretty night. Crazy. I saw just, um, pictures from other islands. You could see it. Yeah, it's really neat. Um, so uh, San Francisco is going to allow police to use deadly robots um, on the police force. The uh, San Francisco Board of Supervisors approved a policy so it's not um, robots with guns, but the idea would be that they would be remote-controlled robots capable of lethal force. So, like, they could go in and subdue a threat. They don't. They're they're not armed. They might have like uh, weapons, like an explosive device, but they wouldn't have like a cell. Oh, sometimes there'll thing. be a guy that's you know you'll see on the local news. A guy is um, in his own home, yeah, and they got to send in the SWAT team, and they got to argue with the guy. This would be able to send in the robot, and the robot can use lethal force. It's it can needed. have a bomb on it, which is crazy that this is being uh, debated on a city level. Like, I yes. thought this should be federal first. Well, and especially a place like San Francisco, I thought which is like pretty like liberal place. But I guess not. Clearly um, not. The precedent was when there were those riots in Dallas, and there was a sniper that was shooting a bunch of cops and barricading himself in a parking garage. And they were like, we're going to send you in a cell phone to negotiate. The guy was like, all right, send in that cell phone on that robot. (laughs) They're like, put that cell phone next to your head. (laughs) Oh. Yeah, that that was the first time. That that was the first one. And a bunch of people were like, is that even legal? No, it definitely raised a lot of questions. I'm guessing this is going to be used as a last case scenario. It's still yeah, no, kind of weird, though. We're crossing a big line, you know, where they're they're going to send in RoboCop. And and that is sort of what, you know, a lot of the pushback was about this, is the fact that, like, you're weaponizing and using, like, military-grade weapons and equipment Honestly. on a police, on, a, on, on civilians. Like, where with that is a line that has been crossed. You know, the idea is, is that protect and serve, but we're not the military. I mean, go watch RoboCop. Uh-huh. You have but 30 what, seconds to comply. I would comply That's how it in went. two seconds, yes. What I'm hoping... The RoboCop is the guy from the... Because this will be some military company that will make these machines. You know, they're going to make millions selling Boston machines. Dynamic. Ah, it's like a bad movie, isn't it? It kind of is a bad movie. Oh, wow. When you put it like that, it'll be a company that's going to make millions. But in RoboCop, it was things, so. Detroit. Like, you're like, sure, Detroit. I get it. But San Francisco? Come on, guys. Rice Aroni, the San Francisco treat? All right, we were right back. Hang on. You're listening to the Big Party Morning Show on Channel 94.1. You're listening to the Big Party Morning Show on Channel 94.1. Right, diaper drive, our uh, 20th annual diaper drive. I'm sure you heard about it. Uh, it's about a week. It's a week from uh, tomorrow is when the uh, actually the event starts. We're having a kickoff party at the Barnado uh, Bar right there at Village Point, starting at five. So you want to do some happy hour action and drop off some diapers there? You can do so. We are going to be there hanging out. So come on out and chill. Um, 
Also, we're looking for volunteers for the diaper drive as well. It's either for the drop-off, when people come and drop them off to us, or when we drop them off to the Lydia house. So there's options there that you can pull off, whatever you do. I know a lot of people show up to uh, drop off diaper, uh, help unload the truck, actually. Uh, so you can go to channel94.com. There's a link right there in which you can um, sign up. So if you have some uh, kids or maybe a school group, cheerleaders, football players, I know Burke football did it a lot of times. A lot of the players did as well. But, uh, yeah, just go, go to the channel94.com and then sign up right there. Sign up right there. Um, we, we're going to need some help. Obviously. And we'll sign so, all the paperwork because people have to do their service hours. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So we get parents to drop off their kids, and they're like, make sure he works. <laughs> and I'm telling you, everybody has a good time. It's fine if you can only even put in a couple hours, and then you're gone. We'll sign it, say it worked for 25 hours. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> um, but every year we meet these kind of special people that really get into it. It's funny. Like, it's it's used to be three days. Now it's two. And you're like, you're back for day two. And weren't you here all day yesterday? And they're like, yeah. Yeah, and they don't like, do they it come next back. year. They get something out of it. So Yeah. Yeah, so that it's easy to sign up. Um, I know we're going to get the emails and, and the calls. Uh, uh, so if you're listening, just go to channel94.com. Uh, they also have that uh, ever-so-popular donation form that we have there where we'll, you know, dial you in on that later, but that's pretty much something you download and, you know, put your account down there, your business or your individual uh, name down there so we can give you some love, of course. All right, you can do that as well. So, And you can donate monetarily as well on the website. It is all squared away this year. Uh, so, yeah, do so, channel94.com. I had a stress dream yesterday, last night. Um, just I dreamt that, the, I mean, during this time of year, it's tough, you know, because it's, it's unexpected. We don't know what's going to happen. We're trying to get as many divers as possible. But I was dreaming last night that, the, that we opened up the truck and it was just empty. Oh. And no one was showing up. I was like, huh. So I didn't sleep well last night. It's always cool to look in the truck when when the first diapers get dropped off. Yeah. Because those Werner trucks, the the back of them, it looks so deep. And the idea is to fill both of them all the way to the brim. Yeah. So do what you can. Help us out. We need it. I mean, the community needs it. But definitely, we'd love to see everybody. And it's a great way to, like, give back in a, um, you know, I mean... A lot of people think the holidays, they're thinking about, you know, all sorts of other, the bell ringers or, you know, the adoptive families and things like that. And those are all wonderful. This is something that tends to be forgotten about because of the fact that, you know, it's it's diapers, right? Like you're like, oh, mm-hmm. Christmas diapers? You're like, no, this is something that sets up families for the whole year. You're helping out people in your community you might not even know about that are counting on these donations it's pretty incredible remember that year uh i don't know if that was last year the year before but uh, a group of guys from middle of nebraska show up and they have no kids heard about it just young dudes and loaded up a a, a truck full of uh, diapers and dropped you know made the trip to omaha and dropped it off you know so there's a lot of incredible stories like that or the people you know. that drop off diapers and we're just one of their many stops Yes. Yeah. Like St. Columb Kill Shepherds are just one of many. They roll up on one of the days with a massive truck. And they're they're fast and efficient because now they're going to go pick up food and donate yeah. to somebody else's charity. They're doing like five or six. I mean, there's, there's a lot of givers. We're going to see the best, the best of the best All right. uh, next week. So volunteers right now, talk to your kids, talk to your groups. It's at channel94.com. All right. We got Molly's Minute coming up next. What's up, Molly?
So Dwayne The Rock Johnson uh, bought all the Snickers at a 7-Eleven he used to steal from, trying to right a wrong. It's super cute. You're listening to The Big Party Morning Show on Channel 94.1. You're listening to The Big Party Morning Show on Channel 94.1. All right, so The Rock is doing some good from from his youth. He's sweet. So um, The Rock grew up in Hawaii, and I guess when he was like 14 and poor and hitting the gym and working out, he would swing by a local 7-Eleven and... uh, give himself the five-finger discount of a king-size Snickers, he'd be stealing them. He said it was, um, there was always the same lady that was, like, working the counter and she always looked the other way, but he felt really bad about it. And so now, he went into that 7-Eleven that he used to steal from and bought out all of the Snickers. In addition to, you know, whatever people were in the store, bought all their stuff as well. Yeah, it was pretty freaky. I'm sure somebody could be like, yeah, it doesn't work that way. I know. And put him in handcuffs. <laughs> My dad always freaked me out when I was a kid because he, he said when he was a kid and we went, uh, went to confession, Catholic church. Uh-huh. Yeah, as a kid, he told the priest that he stole a record. And the priest said, all right, well, I want you to return it, like now. And I'm going to go with you. Oh, that's double. And so the priest and my dad had to go down to the record store. And, like, my dad paid for it. And, like, uh-huh. that was a, him being absolved. But when my dad told me, he was like, be careful what you tell those guys. <laughs> <laughs> like, that was his takeaway. <laughs> yeah. He's like, don't get, you don't got to get that real. <laughs> wow. Well, that's awesome. I don't think modern day priests would do that. They're just back there half asleep. Yeah. Well, the, the rock emptied the uh, the candy aisle for the most part and just dumped everything in a bag and told them to give it to whoever. You should see the people. The video's great. I mean, he just yes. walks up into this Seven uh, Eleven and everybody's just freaked out. Then he paid for everything for everyone else that was around. He just took care of everything. And he walked out saying it felt good. Well, uh, one of the things is, is I, I thought it was good that he said this. He's like, you can't change the past. Some of the dumb stuff we did... He's like, but every once in a while, we can add a little redeeming grace note to that situation. He's like, this doesn't make up for the fact that I was a thief as a 14-year-old. This is me just trying to, like, right a wrong from a long time ago and maybe, you know, put a smile on some strangers' faces. Did you guys ever steal from a store candy growing up? Oh, absolutely. Probably. I I mean, like, not, like, noteworthy, but, like, one of those. Oh, I got caught. It was terrible. It was terrible. Then by it, the store or by your parents? By the security. The security oh, guy or whatever. I tried to run by him as soon as he caught me in the aisle, and he grabbed me and took me up to the office, called the cops. Um, and then they did the whole... <laughs> I was a little guy. They did the whole, <laughs> you're banned from here. You can never come here again. And for as long as I can remember going to that store with my parents, I would sit in the car because I was terrified of going back in there. Why don't you go back and do a pull they're a not, rock? They're not there anymore. It, it, that's, I stole enough candy that they went out of business. <laughs> I was going to say, is this <laughs> is this also your fault? Yeah, was stupid. No. But, uh, yeah. All right. I well. think it's nice that he, I mean, he was talking about how he was, the rock was like, you know, he's 50. He's been trying to work on a list of basically like all the demons, you know, like all those little things in your life that kind of eat away at your, um, at your, you know, peace or happiness, and then trying to do good by whatever that is. He's Black Adam. Of course he's trying to do good. 
<laughs> None of us have seen it. I have. <laughs> I know. You got to do good after that one. Jeez. Uh, there's a new baby in the Patrick Mahomes family. Oh. Little Patrick LaVon Mahomes the third. This is uh, baby number two for Patrick and Brittany. They have a um, a little girl who's almost two named Sterling. And then now welcome to baby boy earlier this week. And I guess he carries on the name. Oh, he's Patrick? Patrick. Yeah. Patrick LaVon Mahomes the third. He is uh, going to be, uh, they call him bronze, Patrick bronze LaVon. Kanye West and Kim Kardashian have settled their divorce. It is official. It came Monday. Um, the big thing, sticking points, because they already had a prenuptial agreement, were the kids. They both get equal access. Both Kim and Kanye will share the children equally. Um, but Kanye will be the one paying child support to Kim, $200,000 a month. And then they will split the responsibility of the kids' education and security costs 50-50. I think about that security cost. Can you imagine if you had to pay for security for your kids? No. I mean, and and it's crazy because wow. there are photos right now of uh, – Kanye was out with their nine-year-old daughter, North, uh-huh. and they went to the mall. Looked like they hit Toys R Us. And there's a security guard. I mean, he has to have security. And I thought, that's actually kind of sad. You know, the idea that you you want to go to the toy store with your nine-year-old daughter, but yeah. you know that you've made enough waves and you're infamous slash famous enough to need somebody on the payroll to make sure nobody gets hurt. I'd still change places with that in a second when we were kids and went to the store we had zero security no, we didn't have any at all we and we couldn't walk wherever we wanted to go and we couldn't get whatever we uh, wanted we, either we weren't safer <laughs> you're right well i'm glad that so what is it a two-year run with this whole thing actually it's only been Feels well like yeah it's no it's forever. coming up no no it's coming up on two years you're right yeah because oh it was God. uh february 2021 so, yeah, it would almost be two years. Jeez, never on. ending. All right, which trending is coming up next with Molly? What's, what's up? People are finding a new way uh, to vacation. It's called revenge travel. You're listening to the Big Party Morning Show on Channel 94.1. Weekdays from 5 to 10. It's the Big Party Morning Show. Only on Channel 94.1.